Welcome back everybody to the How to Dominate Your Market with the Profit Finder. I am the Profit Finder, Brian Carmody. And today I'm really excited to uh, have as a guest, Roy Nascimento, president of the award-winning North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Roy, welcome, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me on, I, I really appreciate this. Super, so tell us a little bit about, um, now you, I know you, before, if we could back up, I know you came from another chamber. Uh, tell us about that. Who, you know, where were you? You know, how long have you been in the chamber industry, so to speak? Yeah, I, I've been. Wow, I think it's been um, twenty-five years that I've wow. been in the chamber industry. Uh, this year, I started very young, uh, and uh, right out of graduate school, um, I actually worked in banking uh, briefly before um, going to work for a chamber. And uh, that first chamber. I, I was recruited for was the Metro South Chamber of Commerce. It's a chamber based in Brockton. I worked there for about six years. Um, but when I was hired, I was hired to do some economic development work and public policy work. And I thought I'd be there about a year. I had a deep interest in economic development. Okay. And, uh, uh, and I thought this would be a good way to connect with different businesses and different stakeholders involved in economic development and kind of get my feet wet. In economic development and, and build my career in economic development and i thought this would be short term and, and I, won't, I won't be there too long but uh here i am 25 years later still in in the industry so what happened what well i just love the work i you know um chambers um play this really unique role kind of at the crossroads of government and business and mm -hmm. and really are kind of the, the grandfathers of economic development organizations you know before there were formal economic development organizations. It was typically a chamber, because our history goes back, you know, over 100 years, typically for most chambers. So it was kind of charged, you know, business leaders in the community and civic leaders kind of stepping up, trying to improve the quality of life for residents and improve and, and improve their own businesses as well uh, and by improving the, the market, improving the community. So, um, so it was really a great opportunity. Um, for me, and I, I really enjoyed um, working in the chamber industry. I was there for about six years, and I went uh, and uh, threw my hat in the ring for uh, an opening as president of the Attleboro Chamber. And I was there for about, uh, it was a very small chamber. I was the only full-time employee. I was there about 18 months. And then uh, I ended up uh, being lucky enough to be selected as the president and CEO of the New Bedford Area Chamber, which is a much bigger city, sixth largest city in the state. and. Um, it was a very large chamber, and um, and I ran that chamber for about uh, a little over eight years, and really enjoyed New Bedford, and really enjoyed being part being part of the Renaissance there in the community. Um, but uh, then my uh, predecessor here at North Central, um, David McKean, is an absolutely brilliant uh, and well respected uh, chamber leader, retired, and he um, was, was here over thirty years. Um, he retired, and I decided to throw my hat in the ring for this position because this. This chamber is very unique. It's a very strong chamber and very active in, in economic development. And my wife is from the area originally, so I'd always promised her that uh, if there was an opportunity, that you know, we, would, we would move a little closer to her family and where she grew up. So through my uh, hat in the ring, it was a national search. It was up, uh, I ended up being, was lucky enough to be one of the finalists, um, one of three finalists. One was from Florida, one was from uh, New York, um, ran chambers, uh, both, uh, both that I, I know and I'm friends with and well-respected chamber execs mm. and uh, had roots here in, in the region and in the state. Um, but I was lucky enough to get the position and that was about, uh, it'll be nine years um, in January, this January. So, 
And it's been a great run uh, so far. I've really enjoyed it, and I think we're having an impact on really supporting a lot of businesses and, more importantly, helping to advance our economy here in North Central Massachusetts. Beautiful. And I'm picking up from your conversation there that um, you do know several other chamber leaders, chamber presidents. Is, is that a common thing that you, you all kind of have a collegial, uh, maybe, um, you know, a peer relationship where you kind of share ideas and so forth, or? We do, for the most yeah. part, yeah. And, and I, I, um, I, you know, I drink the Kool-Aid that we're selling, right? So yeah. we're, 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 as a chamber, we're, we're out there promoting the strength of, of businesses coming together and working together, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, ultimately, any chamber is just a big network of businesses and community leaders uh, that are working together because they recognize that they can have more of an impact when they work together, right? Mm -hmm. And that they have more, they have a stronger voice and, and pooling resources can be very impactful and has, has been shown to be impactful. So, um, so you know, I, I, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I actually, we belong to several of our associations. We, there's a Massachusetts Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives, a New England Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives, and then there's a National Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. Those are our, it's our national group, um, yep. and we belong to all of them. We've been very active. I'm a past chair of our state association and our New England association. I'm on the board of um, of the ACC Foundation, which is our national association. It's foundation, as well as uh, for, uh, Fringe Benefits uh, Inc., which is our our um, uh, employee benefits affiliate as well at ACC okay. that helps provide good benefits to chamber employees. So. I uh, really believe uh, in uh, in the work that chambers do, and and we um, collectively, you know, we get together. We have conferences and meetings and webinars. You know, mm -hmm. try to share best practices. Uh, try to um, you know um, learn from each other because mm -hmm. uh, even though every community is different and every chamber is different, you know, every every uh, chamber. There's an old saying in our industry: "You've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber," because they're all different. We're not. Um, yeah. We're not under the umbrella of a national chamber or anything. Every chamber is independent, mm -hmm. and every chamber really is reflective of their communities uh, and the industries in their communities. Uh, but still, um, undoubtedly, there's probably going to be some of the challenges that a, a chamber or community has faced, other communities and chambers sure. have faced. So we're able to kind of share you know, and, and learn from each other. So it's a great industry where we're collaborative, and I can pick up the phone and talk to another chamber exec in Florida or Tennessee or New York and learn from them and yeah. um, and uh, and get support that we need. So that, yeah, that really feeds into your ability to, to innovate here because, you, you know, you can take something that, you know, the North Central Mass Chamber may have done, operated a certain way for a number of years in a row, but to be able to talk to somebody and see how they're doing it in Tennessee and say, wow, I, I I wonder if we could make that work here, and if we could. It's almost like looking outside your industry, too, which I'm a big advocate for. You know, if you can steal an idea from another industry and apply it to yours, that's usually where you can make some huge breakthroughs. So when I started, my uh, predecessor, again, David McKean, was, was a great uh, chamber leader, well-respected, uh, nationally respected. And um, he, he gave me some advice and said, you know, we need to be, we need to be entrepreneurial. Right, mm. and, I, and I've always believed in that myself, and I think this chamber is very entrepreneurial. Mm. We need to be able to adapt uh, to meet the needs, uh, the ever-changing needs of our members uh, mm -hmm. in the business community and our communities, right? So there's no shortage of challenges if you're running a business, um, and it, it's a hard, it's hard running a business mm -hmm. and hard growing a business. And 
And uh, every every region, every community has different challenges. You know, our challenges may be very different than a chamber in Florida or Tennessee. So we really have to be a, a entrepreneurial to find ways to meet the needs of our community. And mm-hmm. um, and I think we are things like our our lending program. You know, we saw we've done the research and we know there was a lack of kind of a, a, um, a lender. We have great banks and, and, and um, credit unions, um, mm-hmm. but the research showed that if you're a startup business or an entrepreneurial business or a really small business that just needs a small loan, then it can be difficult uh, yep. for a variety of reasons to get that financing. So we started a lending program mm-hmm. and that has been very successful and that was started back in the 90s and has helped create jobs yep. and economic opportunity and supported our entrepreneurial ecosystem here. You know. Mm-hmm in the region uh, and there's other examples as well our tourism our very thoughtful kind of regional marketing strategy that came out of the the 90s when fort devens was closing and and um you know we had some major employers that were downsizing and uh, the chamber led this kind of thoughtful comprehensive regional planning exercise working with community leaders in partnership um, uh, with with community leaders to see how we could diversify our economy and grow our economy because we needed jobs mm-hmm. we needed you know, um, more, um, you know, more uh, of stronger in- uh, economy here in the region. So mm-hmm. and we live in a beautiful area mm-hmm. of the state and a beautiful area of New England that offers so much. Right. And so it was, it was uh, identified that tourism was a way to, to, to not shift our economy completely to tourism, but diversify our economy mm-hmm. and provide uh, this new uh, industry. And that has grown leaps and bounds. We, we track those that data and we do a lot of marketing on behalf of the region to try to bring visitors a little jingle in their pocket yep. here in North Central Massachusetts. And in calendar year 2022, uh, it was almost $200 million in direct spending from visitors and groups. Um, and 2004, that was $14 million. We've gone from $14 million to $200 million. Wow. And, um, and that benefits our, uh, our businesses, that benefits our communities, new tax revenue for our, our local communities that need uh, tax revenue. Um, and uh, attracts other businesses and supports other industries as well. We have a lot of manufacturing um, that are desperate for workers. And uh, if you're uh, more likely to visit and enjoy a, a region, you're more likely to maybe want to work there mm-hmm. or want to live there. So there's other benefits as well and supports other industries. Right. I can really see um, hearing you talk about the benefit or the value that the chamber creates is it, it brings a focus on priorities. Mm-hmm. That probably no one else is in position to really do, you know? Yeah, we, we see ourselves as, as uh, playing multiple roles. We're, we're a convener, yeah. you know, we're a facilitator, we're a partner, we're obviously a marketer and a promoter. Every chamber kind of plays that cheerleader role. We're an advocate, but we're also a bit of a thought leader and a catalytic leader. You know, it's actually built into our strategic plan and our value statements. And, you know, we see ourselves as a catalytic leader really not just helping uh, helping inform and helping prepare our members for change, but in some cases maybe leading that change mm-hmm. and looking at looking out uh, and, and what, what our economy is going to be like over the next 30 years and how can we as a region prepare for that yep. so uh, so that our members and our communities are prepared for that. So in, you know that our one North Central plan is um, we launched that great time to launch it in 2020 with the, uh, the pandemic yeah. Uh, but we launched this new kind of strategic um, planning process. Um, the last one we had done was back in the 90s that was so impactful and created our regional marketing strategy and our lending program. Uh, and those things are still driving our economy today. Yeah. But a lot of things have changed since the 1990s. So we thought, let's do this right. Let's do a big, bold, 
comprehensive planning process, be that thought leader, work with our municipalities and, and other partners. And we developed One North Central, which is a 10-year uh, economic development plan, a blueprint um, for the economy here in North Central Massachusetts, our regional economy, and how you know, we can help drive the, the economy here uh, as business leaders and as community leaders over the next 10 years. Exciting. Yeah, 10-year yeah. plan. That's great. I, I heard just this week that um, knowledge is, is doubling almost every month now. You know, you've probably heard this before. It used to be you would, knowledge would double every 100 years, and then it was 50 years, and then it was 10 years. And as technology advances, now we're, you know, that's a lot to keep up with. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And our economy is constantly changing, and, and there are constantly new challenges um, being yep. put upon businesses um, and, in, and, and our communities, right? So mm -hmm. we have to be able to adapt. And those, those communities and those regions that don't do this type of thoughtful planning uh, are the ones that are, are left behind, right? Mm. So we want to be make sure that we're, we're, um, you know, I, I'm just, I look back at the foresight and the leadership, and to think back in the '90s when, you know, that 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 community leaders and, and business leaders came forward and said, you know, we we need to find a way to, you know, advance our economy and be mm -hmm. forward thinking. You know, it's just, and, and again, those things are still things that came out of that plan. Are still driving our economy today, yeah. right? So, and and have played such a big role in uh, what North Central Massachusetts is today. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's really and, and plans can change, right? Was what, what's the old saying? Uh, I think Mike Tyson said, uh, uh, "A plan is great until you get punched." Yeah, everybody's in the got a plan Every, until somebody get until somebody punches you in the right, mouth. right. So we have to be able to adapt. Yeah. But but if we've done that thoughtful research and and that planning process included a lot of qualitative and quantitative research. Mm. We did a lot of benchmarking, benchmarking ourselves against other regions yep. um, in the state and outside of the state, and a, and a lot of stakeholder input. You know, we did a lot of focus groups, a lot of meetings with uh, businesses and with community leaders um, so that um, that we could identify a path forward. And, um, and, and since then, we've been slowly kind of implementing that plan yeah. uh, because it did have an actual plan, implementation plan uh, with recommendations. On, on how we can move our economy forward here in the region. But what I hear you saying, though, too, is not only is it um, about growth, but it's about resiliency. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You get the the the, the dot com bubble, the 28, 2008 recession that we you know we we've all lived through, even two thousand one, and you got there was a recession and you know after twenty fifteen a little bit, and then we hit the pandemic with six months of shutdown. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, and we have a we have a strategic plan uh, that's updated every three years. Uh, yeah. We have this uh, regional economic development plan, yeah. uh, and these these plans help um, help um, really all of our work that we do is aligned with these plans, mm. and they're all public. Uh, so anyone can go on our website and, and see both the strategic plan and the economic development plan, and and, uh, and again these were created with a lot of member input and, and stakeholder input. Nice. Uh, and things change. Obviously, the yeah. pandemic. Really, um, was a big, you know, um, adjustment. Mm -hmm. Right, it was an unprecedented situation that uh, that we had to deal with, and and I'm really proud of our chamber and our team uh, because we were able to adapt and support businesses uh, during the pandemic. And even though that strategic plan, when we developed it, our previous strategic plan, we're now into a new strategic plan. We never saw something like the pandemic occurring, mm -hmm. but still, that strategic plan was very helpful because we had done that planning. 
And so we had some tools in our tool belt to help with resiliency here in the region and helping support our businesses. We were immediately able to establish an emergency loan fund, uh, an emergency hotline for businesses. We immediately shifted our marketing services to really getting information out. Mm. We found that our website traffic um, dramatically increased during the pandemic because people were hungry, businesses were hungry for you know, information right. from, a, from a reputable source yeah. on because things were changing so constantly. Sure. How long is this those... going to last? Yeah, you exactly. Know? I remember when we went into that, I was running a manufacturing company at the time. And, you know, at first we thought, okay, this may happen. We may be shut down for two weeks or so. And then six months later, we're, we're just starting to open up our doors then. So right. Yeah. It really had a lot of people in, in a fog for a yeah. while. I thought it was going to be a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it, right. was, it, was, it was just a really unprecedented situation. I have a lot of gray hairs now because of, of COVID. So. And look, you know, I always feel for the, there, and there's so many of these, it's the, the business owner that loves their industry, passionate about their industry. They're good at the thing they do. So they go and start a business. But that doesn't mean that they've had any education in business operations, you know, that kind of thing, financing, all that. We just don't teach that in the schools here. And, no, and unless you go to college and specifically um, major in that, and, and a lot of people who have gone through it will tell you it's not really that relatable to running a business, you know, um, the MBAs of the world and, and so forth. You know, they get into macroeconomic theory and stuff, and that doesn't really translate if you want to start a gym and run a gym or a hair salon or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just too big of a picture. And I think um, what I love seeing when I see the Chamber in action is bringing that very um, relevant feet on the street, main street focus on how can we support you, you know? Yeah, it, it's funny you, you, you mentioned that because we see that all the time in terms of, you know, we have, um, you know, we're a pretty dynamic chamber and we do a lot of different things beyond uh, the traditional kind of chamber stuff, um, the, the networking and advocacy, um, deeply involved in economic and community development. Um, and, and we have, you know, the traditional chamber membership uh, that um, tend to be more established community businesses that, that really care about the community and care about our mission. Yep. But then we have this, uh, this other set of businesses that we're dealing with and it's typically entrepreneurs and startup businesses mm -hmm. that we're helping on our, our economic development side mm -hmm. with loans and technical assistance. And very often, I cannot tell you how it's it's very often we see this as we have someone who has a great idea and they yep. know their business. They, they understand their industry and they understand they're going to start a restaurant or a coffee shop and they understand they're the best cook, you know, and they have a great um, they have a great product that they're yep. selling. But they don't understand some of the operation stuff, some of the, the business stuff. And, and they're challenged on the marketing. They're challenged on, on maybe uh, uh, bookkeeping systems or financials. Uh, things of that nature. So, you know, we're not only, you know, there to support them with the loans, but we also provide a lot of handholding, a lot of technical assistance. Mm -hmm. Some of it's direct one-on-one -on -one technical assistance. We have staff that do that. Uh, very often it's referring them to someone else. You know, it could be a partner. Uh, it could be, we, most recently we've, we've gotten involved in the last couple of years with providing small mini grants. Mm -hmm. So uh, to um, some of these businesses so that they can hire a consultant to help them set up you know, marketing or, um, you know, um, uh, an accounting system. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I bring those up because those are two of the common challenges we see, but it also could be a legal issue or something. Sure. They, could, they might need an attorney um, 
or or uh, some other need. So, but but that's been a great initiative, and, and so we do a lot of that. And then our, our our existing members as well, you know, we do a lot of workshops, a, a lot of seminars. We have a lot of resources as a chamber uh, to really support those businesses. And and as a chamber, we have businesses of every industry, of of every size. You know, mm-hmm. we have um, very large businesses, and then we have the home based business and yeah. everything in between. Beautiful. So tell me about the Chamber of the Year Award for 2023. So thank you for bringing that up. So what went into it? What it, what's it about? What does that mean to us? You know, we it's the award sounds great, right? So tell us what that you know translate that for us. So so we are um, just extremely beyond excited about uh, being the recipient of the 2023 National Chamber of the Year. So that that is the most prestigious uh, award in the chamber industry. It's the top honor. Yeah. Uh, it's given out by our national association, ACCE, the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. And um, to be, uh, just to be invited is an honor to, mm-hmm. to apply, um, but, and just to be named a finalist is a really a big deal. But this is, this is like the equivalent of, uh, of the, the Academy Awards for the movie industry. It's yeah. like winning an Oscar, right? So yep. it's, it's okay. um, this is like the top honor. And we have been a finalist um, uh, three times now, and uh, the first two times we were not selected. So there's there's typically three finalists, and then one that, that is awarded. And and um, and this year was was the year that we were selected. So we were honored to be selected. It's a, it's a really um, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's it's a really vigorous kind of application process. Uh, mm-hmm. And the way it works is. Um, we, we complete uh, in, the, in our industry for ACC, we do benchmarking surveys. They do benchmarking surveys so they collect a lot of information from chambers so that we can compare our operations to others and learn from that. So, yep. so uh, we do that every year. And then um, chambers that um, they have five different kind of metrics uh, that are common in the industry that they, if you score well in those metrics and, and your benchmarking report, then you're invited to apply. And so there's a formal written application process and it is very lengthy. You submit a lot of documents uh, they want. Um, there's a lot of questions that they need answered, essay questions, uh, but then there's a lot of documents. They want governance documents. They want a strategic plan. They want our economic development plan. Wow. Uh, they want to you know, uh, know that you have insurance, that you uh, have, a, uh, you have um, a, gov- a governance process in place, that you are audited, you know, and yeah. uh, you have to be audited to, to uh, at that level, or at least if you're a smaller chamber, to have um, annual reviews. Um, and so there's a lot of those types of questions and a lot of documents that you have to submit with your application. And they have you answer different questions um, that are important to our industry and our communities. And you know, those questions change each year. And then they ask you to identify two projects uh, that the chamber has undergone, undergone over the last two years. So there's a two-year time frame. Uh, that uh, are really helping uh, drive the economy or, or helping helping the local economy. And, and they can't be traditional chamber programs that every chamber kind of does. Like it can't be just a networking event. You have a really good networking event. And you just yeah. you can't submit that. It has to be something that's kind of moving the needle in your community. Yep. Uh, so uh, each year that we've been a finalist, um, each year that we've submitted, uh, we, we had to choose two projects and submitted them. And so then they review those. They have a panel of judges um, that are is comprised of staff mm-hmm. and a past recipients um, of the award. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being judged by your peers, they evaluate that application yep. and then they select three finalists. Um, and again, just to be a finalist is a big deal. Yeah. And then after you're selected as a finalist, uh, you're invited to a, a live interview. It's a 45 minute interview 
uh, where they pepper you with questions. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a panel of, of past recipients. And it was myself. It's, it's got to be the CEO and, and one uh, staff person or board member. Uh, so a maximum of two people yep. uh, being interviewed. Then they make the decision. They score the three finalists and make a decision. And the recipient is announced later that day at an award ceremony. So wow. it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. We are we are again truly honored. We're the first chamber in Massachusetts to have been selected. Wow! Um, and it's a it's a great process to go through. It, it's great to have um, have that uh, that recognition of being being uh, a national chamber of the year. But really, the real value is going through the process because this is really kind of a as you can probably tell from what I'm telling you, this is a really good kind of uh, self-evaluation um, process. Yeah, very thorough. And yep. you get a lot of feedback from the judges. Mm -hmm. And the judges are, again, past recipients. So these are the top chambers in the country sure. uh, that are evaluating your application. And you do get feedback back. Mm -hmm. and so, And we've been through this process before. We've applied before. Um, most years we get, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to be invited to apply. We don't always apply. Uh, but we, we have applied in the past, I think, five or six times. Uh, we've been a finalist, again, three times, and not always selected as a finalist, but we always get feedback. And, and I will tell you that we are a better chamber going through this process. Mm. Um, so getting that, that feedback Amazing. back, doing this kind of thoughtful kind of self-evaluation, looking at our own organization. How often does, does a business or an organization kind of take the time to just look at its own operations and kind of, thoughtfully think of how to improve it. So. <laughs> Hardly ever. It's funny. I talk so much with business owners about the difference between working in your business and working on your business, right? And and what you're describing is the chamber staff working on its business. You know, you can do the day-to-day -day stuff and, and make sure the events happen and all that coordination and go to the meetings and do the advocacy and stuff. That's working in it. But this this effort that you guys have made to do the, the strategic planning, to go through these application processes and do the self-assessments and so forth and get feedback and all that, that's working on your business. That's working on the chain. Exactly. And again, you know, I like to say we drink the Kool-Aid. We believe yeah. in this stuff. You know, this is this is valuable. Again, it's nice getting the recognition, but we don't do the work that we do for the recognition. The real yeah. value is going through this process. Yeah. And um, the same with accreditation. We're one of only two chambers that's accredited in uh, Massachusetts, and that's you know we're not a university, we're not an industry that you know you have to be accredited, mm -hmm. um, otherwise you don't get access to funding. You know it's a voluntary process huh. for the chamber industry, so we've gone voluntarily through accreditation so that we can better ourselves. And same kind of process, you complete a lot of applications, submit a lot of documents, and then you're given a report back, and you're either accredited or you're not, and um, and and they always give you recommendations on what you can do to improve your organization. So we go through that. We go through the strategic planning process, and mm -hmm. I think the, the value of that strategic planning process, you know, this is not a plan that sits on a shelf. We actually implement yeah. our plan, but but it's a lot about getting everyone on the same page, consensus building, you know. So our, our board, our staff, we know what our priorities are, you know, because we have, it's in that strategic plan, and this is this guiding the work that we're, we're um, going to be doing over the next over the next year, same with our economic development plan. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of work went, went into that. But again, now we have a plan and it's consensus, not only among the chamber, but our municipal leaders and our, our community partners. So you're, you're really, in addition to everything you guys do for the community, you're, you're setting a really good example for local businesses, you know, for what it looks like to 
run a successful organization. And, and that includes, you know, taking the time to work on yourself. You know, that's fantastic. Um, what would you suggest to business owners listening? Um, what's some advice that you have for them to get the most out of a chamber membership? So uh, the chamber is really, you know, I, I can't speak for all chambers, but I, I think, first of all, uh, it, even if you're not in our service area, I would encourage you to join your local chamber or, or join your local business association. Again, I drink the Kool-Aid, so I believe in the power, and I've seen it in action uh, of um, being involved and engaged in, in a chamber or another business group. It's a great way. You know, my, I, I come from a family of business owners. My parents owned a business. And it, it is hard running a business, a small business, and uh, and you don't have to go go at it alone. You know, there's other people uh, that have the same challenges every day, and here's an opportunity for you to maybe connect with others, your peers. Maybe they could be a source of a referral to someone that could help you, or a potential client, or maybe they could just be, you know. Uh, someone who's gone through it and you yeah. can cry on their shoulder, you know, yeah. or just get some advice from them, you know, and it's, it's important to have mentors. And yeah. so I think that, that, um, my advice is really, um, join your chamber, take advantage of your chamber and, and take advantage of the resources that chamber offers. And we offer a lot of different resources, a lot of different programs. Not everything is going to be right for your business. Again, we have a very, mixed bag our, our membership yeah. in terms of, of industries we've got manufacturers we've got retail we've got restaurants hospitality healthcare, yep. all different all different needs um different but, sizes and exactly, which also exactly. create different yeah. needs and, and, yep. and yep. we do uh, over 100 events a year you don't first of all sometimes people think that if joining chamber they have to go to everything so yep. you don't have to go to everything right? <laughs> right so and you don't have to go to anything right so even yep. if even if you don't go to an event the chamber's still working for you because we're working to advance the economy mm -hmm. we're working to advocate for you um but um you know if you do want to go to an event find the event that makes sense for you you know yep. and and some events, um, you know, are, are geared more towards um, professionals and executives, and others are, are um, you know, after hours. So for folks that you know can't go during the day, you know, yep. so um, and uh, you know, some are, you know, maybe it's our HR council. You know, maybe as a small business owner, you're dealing with your, you're often the HR director, right, um, mm -hmm. and, and handling that. So there's an opportunity to maybe get some updates on employment law and be able to talk to others. Uh, that also are dealing with with managing employees and and connect with them, right? Mm -hmm. So, so there's a lot of ways to take advantage of a chamber. Um, you know, our our marketing often gets underestimated. You know, we have a we are a marketing powerhouse. You know, we mm -hmm. we under the umbrella of the chamber, we have um, Visit North Central Massachusetts, our tourism arm that does marketing yep. to visitors and groups trying to attract them here, and we've been very successful. And but we have multiple websites. Um, very engaged in social media we got um you know a very very strong following on our, on our mm -hmm. social media channels we have um combined between all of our different social media channels we probably have about i think we're approaching fifty thousand followers so yeah. um and you guys post several times a day on these channels absolutely follow and, and, and members can take advantage of that they yeah. can send us their news we encourage them yep. it doesn't cost anything right. you remember just send us something a press release if you're a small business you can't write a press release just write something up, send it to us, you yeah. know, send us a photo. We'll post it. You have some news at your business, we'll share it. Great tips. You know, we, we, um, and that, that helps promote and amplify your business, mm -hmm. right? And then we have all these other resources. We'll post it on our website. You know, we have um, 
uh, low-cost advertising opportunities. You can take advantage of uh, advertising. On the tourism side, if you're a business that uh, connects with, um, with consumers, particularly visitors and, mm. and others, if you're a restaurant or hotel or an attraction, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, cooperative advertising opportunities there. You, know, mm. you can take an ad in our visitor's guide. You can, you can have um, your brochure at our visitor center. Visitor center in Route 2 in Lancaster sees over 165,000 visitors a year. Wow. So, and, um, you know, it, we have a brochure rack there and, and members can have their brochures there. And, yeah. and our staff there is very knowledgeable and, and likes to, uh, and answers a lot of questions from visitors. And mm-hmm. um, so there's just a, a tremendous amount of opportunities uh, to take advantage of the, of the chamber, uh, your membership in the chamber, either marketing, networking, um, uh, getting involved. Just if you want to be involved in your community, just serving on a committee. Yep. We have multiple committees and opportunities for members to to get engaged, and that's right. a great way to build your business, right. build the reputation of your business as well. So mm-hmm. I always encourage, um, because we are a very dynamic chamber and involved in a lot of different things, that members sit down. Uh, we like members to spend some time with our, our um, Tracy Gagnon, who's our wonderful manager of, um, of membership and um, yes. member retention uh, and member engagement, and she uh, can really customize the membership and really point them in the right direction yeah. of how to best take advantage of their chamber membership. That makes sense because you, know, you are one of the, uh, uh, you're a robust chamber. You've got a lot going on. It's a good, very good size um, serving the area that you have and the number of people that are here. Um, having that kind of concierge almost service mm-hmm. from Tracy to say, okay, there's a ton going on here. Let me help you, you know, figure out what are the top five or 10 things that you should you know, get involved in this year, or that could help. That's, that's great. Um, you talked a lot about about the, um, you know, the ten year plan and strategic planning, uh, thought leadership, and so forth. Um, to wrap up, what what can we look at? What should we be on the lookout for? For, you know, something something evolving or something new for the you know for the chamber over the next few years. So, as I mentioned earlier, our, our work uh, is being guided by uh, two documents, our strategic plan and our One North Central plan. And our, our One North Central plan, as I said, was kind of a long-range economic development plan looking mm-hmm. out over 10 years and how we can be, again, uh, really proactive and, and, and um, aggressive in growing our economy here in North Central Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So we have been working since we launched that plan, uh, and our strategic plan is aligned with that plan, and really implementing um, the action items in that plan. So that is not a plan that sits on a shelf. Yeah. And, and we actually report on it um, to our board um, twice a year. We do a, um, a chamber leadership council, which is our board, plus um, some other cross-section of our membership uh, that's selected so that we're a representative. Uh, and yep. we present to them the progress that we're making our strategic plan. And there's some really ambitious things that were included in there that, that we're um, taking on. We just uh, launched a new a new um, loan fund, the Regional Business Investment Fund, which we've been doing lending since the 1990s, but it's mainly micro loans yep. focused on uh, on supporting uh, really small businesses, entrepreneurs, startup businesses that uh, need loans um, or technical assistance, and we'll, we'll loan, lend up to 250,000, but our typical loan is about 25,000. And um, yep. we don't compete with banks and credit unions; you know, they're our number one referral source. Um, but we, we've always done that. But this new loan fund is really geared towards, uh, and it was recommended in the plan, towards uh, development, real estate development. Oh. And the data showed that um, that we're not seeing um, 
seeing the full potential of, of real estate developers coming out here mm -hmm. um, because uh, they're risk averse, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, they're not, they, they tend not to want to build things on spec. So, mm -hmm. so uh, the idea is that this new regional business investment fund could be a tool in our toolbox, just another tool in our toolbox, and it would offer very low interest rate loans uh, to uh, developers uh, to support economic development part, uh, projects in uh, in target areas within North Central Massachusetts. What I like about this program, it, it's a revolving loan fund, but again, it's very it's very low interest. It's typically we just did um, your loan and it was one percent. So in this in this high higher increasing uh, interest rate environment, so it could be as low as zero percent. But for projects, and these are not intended to fund a new subdivision or a new strip mall. These are for kind of priority projects within our community. It's actually a requirement that the community the municipality has to support the project mm -hmm. and it's creating jobs or having some other kind of uh, economic impact. impact like revitalizing or bringing in a new development that will mm -hmm. create jobs. Okay. So um, so we're, we're excited about that. We just launched that and we have um, one loan that's already been closed uh, in partnership with our municipality for a really, um, a really good project, you know, um, a revitalizing an older building. Mm. And, uh, and a second project uh, in another uh, one of our three cities uh, developing um, some housing in the downtown um, and financing. And, and the, the loan is very flexible and it can fund things like um, engineering costs, um, you know, uh, pre-planning kind of work, you know, things okay. that traditional loans wouldn't fund. Uh, and it's not intended to replace other sources of funding. It's a maximum loyalty was 250000 So which isn't a lot in real estate development. Mm -hmm. So this is really intended to be part of that capital stack and just one mm -hmm. piece that just helps provide and gets that that project done. So sure. we're excited about that. Um, we have um, uh, a few things on the marketing side that we're gonna be launching soon. Uh, and we have a new regional land bank that we're gonna be launching, uh, which we're excited about. And that's um, really um, trying to be bold and really, again, trying to develop more real estate development uh, mm. out here in North Central Massachusetts. So that land bank would help kind of facilitate real estate development. Um, is the land bank uh, basically uh, city and town owned land that you want to try to find something to do with? It could be, or it could be a private developer that we partner with. Uh, but the idea is, and it was identified in one North Central, uh, that uh, the idea of creating this uh, land bank to help compile properties, maybe compile smaller properties to make them large enough for development. Yep. Uh, and most likely it, it would be um, probably more difficult projects. So probably partner with the municipality and probably a partner, uh, a property that maybe has environmental issues that, you know, if it was easy, someone would already have developed it, right? So, right. Um, but again, the, the same kind of idea that would be to have a very close partnership with the municipality. We wouldn't be, um, you know, we definitely don't want to compete with our members. So we have members that are developers and uh, so this would really be more about kind of encouraging development. And again, it could be a partnership uh, with a developer, you know, to kind of mitigate yeah. some of their costs and get them to kind of move forward. But um, it may not, it may just be playing an advisory role. So very early stages, um, but we're, we're um, excited about that. Um, and um, yeah, just, uh, I'll, you know, just um, it's been busy. You know, we've been yeah. working on trying to implement that plan. And I think we've been making some pretty good progress. I'll say incredible stuff. Um, I definitely prepared for this interview, but um, and I'm here, you know, quite a bit myself, and I, I learned some new things today that I'm very excited about uh, as well. So, 
Roy, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, Roy Nascimento, president of the North Central Mass Chamber of Commerce, 2023 Chamber of the Year. Um, super impactful. Get involved with your chamber. Most of the listeners uh, are from Central Massachusetts anyway, so um, this is a, a phenomenal place to come and, and make friends, meet new people, network, and um, get your voice heard and uh, work with people who are working on your behalf. So we'll catch you next time, everybody. This has been Brian Carmody of The Profit Finders, and this is How to Dominate Your Market with The Profit Finder podcast.